Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit FABNT.com for details. Member FDIC. Well, I had heard that Kevin McPherson, with his use, was able to increase his vertical leap from 48 to 60 inches. Is that true, Kevin? Oh, what? No, wait a minute. I, I mean, at the, at the peak of my athletic abilities, I, you know, could clear a single sheet of unfolded paper. Maybe. <laughs> You couldn't was, jump over a whole ream. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a leaper. I wasn't fast, quick, quickness, kind of. Guys, it's there's so much basketball news going on lately. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's just, you know, uh, I guess y'all probably heard about it, right? The McDonald's All American team was in No, I had, no, I had heard anything about that. What, what's well, that, let what's me just fill you in then. There's two guys that play at North Little Rock that both made it. I'm not sure that's ever happened at a public school anywhere. I think it has. I think Greg Oden Jr. and, and Mike Connolly uh, Jr. were played on the same high school team. I believe it was a public school the year that they went. Um, I could be wrong about that, but if it, you know, it's 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 not typical to see two players from the same high school. And then as far as Razorbacks go. You know, that's Nick Smith Jr. and obviously Khalil Warrick in the Little Rock, but as Razorback fans go, you've got two future Razorbacks when you look at Nick Smith Jr. and Jordan Walsh, and the last time that happened was 34 years ago when Todd Daly Mayberry in the class of 1988 were on the same McDonald's All-American team. Of course, Dave from Memphis, Mayberry from, from Oklahoma, um, and, and, and Tulsa, and those two played on the same McDonald's All-American team, so... We're likely to see that again. Not only are these two guys in it, I, I, I'm interested to see if they're on the same team. Uh, and um, But at any rate, it's a big day. We knew these guys were five stars. It's so funny, too, because I remember going back months and months ago on this segment, before Nick Smith Jr. had been elevated to five-star, before Kalel Ware had even moved in the top 70, and I said I saw both of those guys as five-star prospects and potentially coming out in a year's time and being lottery picks. Uh, which would be unusual and unprecedented in the state of Arkansas. Well, to do that, you kind of these, these are the kind of accolades you start to mount up. You know, McDonald's All-American selections. These are the kind of things where you know that eyes are on you in terms of projections in a year's time. And just over the weekend, in regards to Nick Smith Jr., ESPN came out with its mock draft for 2023. They've got him picked as the number three overall pick. And, and with the two guys ahead of him not being in high school, that makes him the number one high school prospect on their board for ESPN for that for that NBA draft in 2023. And that seems like a long way away, but it's really not. I mean, it's they'll have a, the 2022 draft here in a few months. Nick Smith Jr. will be in Fayetteville along with Jordan Walsh, and that outstanding five-player class of 2022 will be there in either late May or early June. That's not far off. And then we'll see if he's a one and done. We'll see if Walsh is. What about Walsh? I mean, we we are beginning to hear now, obviously, one and done in regards to Nick Smith. But what about no one talks about Jordan Walsh? Is this another one and done uh, possibility there? Absolutely. You know, he's in the ESPN has 
you know, he's in the top ten rankings there. He's been there. He's a five, he's a consensus five star uh, at this point. And when I watch him play, guys, at six seven, he's very versatile. Um, you know, his combination. I mean, he's got a seven three wingspan at six seven. Um, his not only is he a big time leaper, but he's so quick off the floor. And those are just the physical parts of it. I mean, he's a very, very high IQ player. You hear that thrown around, but just the most recent game I watched him, it's the little things that he does, the way he reads situations. You know, he's not just fixated on, well, I'm this good, I'm just going to go out and make it happen. He actually is playing a game at a high level right now because he's, he's reading other players, what they're doing. He plays off of that. He's a very good teammate, unselfish can play inside and out. I just think he's, yeah, I think he's a potential one-and-done. I think, you know, Nick Smith Jr., I interviewed him today. I was at North Little Rock when the announcements came over and watched it with the, the team. Uh, and when I interviewed Nick Smith Jr., he said in his interview very, you know, very calmly, very, I thought, smartly that, hey, you know, I don't know. I may end up at Arkansas for four years. Huh. These guys, I think, are very level-headed on top of being really good. And to, to make a mature statement like that, I'm sure it'd be a lot easier at his age to think, man, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a one-and-done or, you know, have that kind of confidence. I think he has that kind of confidence, but I think he also has the ability to, to check himself and to realize that, that, you know, things don't always work out like you planned. So but when I watch these guys play, there is a maturity level. Uh, and then when I talk to them, you hear it when you talk to them, and they're, and they're very thoughtful when you interview them. You've mentioned this before, Kevin, about the impact of what a Moses Moody meant to Arkansas recruiting-wise uh, by being in that lottery. What does this potentially do for Arkansas recruiting, A, with both Smith and Walsh being named McDonald's All-American, and then you're talking about the most recent ESPN mock draft where they're among the top 10 both of them are in the top 10 and maybe even nick smith all all the way up to number three what does this do for arkansas recruiting oh it's it i mean you you couldn't ask for more i mean i guess you could have asked for Kalel Ware, but but look you know who's going to oregon by the way just reminding folks that don't already know that Mm -hmm. but but when I when I go back to what Nolan was doing, and when Arkansas was regularly getting McDonald's All America, I mean you, we forget that they I think in an eleven year span they got seven or eight under Nolan, you know, and I, I think those are the kind of things that can snowball for you. So I think it's great for recruiting, especially in an era of one and done of NIL, and then you turn around and you look at the success on the court and what Arkansas was able to do with Moses Moody because he went from a back end first-round projection coming to Arkansas to a lottery pick. I think a lot of that had to do with the success he had at Arkansas. So I think there's multiple ways to sell that, not only to mention you've got Keith Smart uh, as an assistant coach who had three stops as a head coach on your staff. I mean, you're Eric Mussman. You've got all the NBA experience, and you got Clay Moser, Keith Smart. I mean, you've got so many ways to sell this, but the best ways to do it is proof with the players you're getting, I think. For other players to see that, I mean, tonight, for example, Keith Smart's Arkansas plays at Ole Miss tomorrow. He's on the road to go see D.J. Wagner Jr., the number one player in the 2023 class. Arkansas's offered him. Keith Smart has a relationship with his family. He'll be on the road to watch him play tonight. Michael Musselman, who's on the basketball staff, is out to look at another top 15 player out of Texas, uh, Jacoby Walter. So there's a little recruiting update today. So recruiting never stops, but you want to bank credibility. This is recruiting credibility. Arkansas's got the number two class in the country behind Duke. 
and arguably the top class, because you can point to these things like, we got the top player, Nick Smith Jr. ESPN says he's the top high school prospect for the draft. There's ways to sell that. When you're number two, that's pretty darn good. But I think Arkansas can, you know, point to several things and say, this is the best place. For, we're, we're above all now. Of course, you have to build on that. Uh, you know, but, you know, you look at the last few recruiting cycles, we know about the transfer portal, but when you look at the high school stuff from 2020 and that class, Moses Moody, and now building on with this class, and it doesn't just stop with Nick Smith and, and Jordan Walsh, of course. There's three other players that ESPN has in that top 100 that help make that the number two class. We talked Darian Ford, Joseph Pitty, and Barry Dunning Jr., and all five players were nominated uh, for McDowell's All-American consideration. So I think Arkansas recruiting right now is, is, you know, if you're number two in the country, most programs would say that's about as good as it gets. So, Kevin, it's almost amusing to hear you say that <clears throat> Coach Smart is seeing the number one prospect in the country when you could probably say he's hoping to be seen by the number one prospect in the country. Because if he's number <laughs> one, they probably know what he's like before they go see him, right? No doubt about it, and that's the whole thing. For recruiting at this point, a lot of times your your best evaluation is really in the spring and summer because that's when the best are playing the best. Some of these teams, like North Little Rock's playing a national schedule, so you're, you get more opportunities to evaluate, but a lot of recruiting is just being seen. Coaches being there, being seen. Players know they want them. They know that they're important. Uh, the fans get it. You're one of the coaches going with Arkansas gear. They're not trying to be incognito. They want everybody to know my Arkansas gear. Uh, but you're right. It's as much about seeing and evaluating as, as much as it is about seeing players and evaluating. A lot of times, it's about being seen and, and marketing your program, and that's a great point. And that's part of what they're doing when they get out on the road and go to these go to these different games. Kevin, we're down to about 30 seconds before we got to take our next break. But any updates you can give us concerning Anthony Black, another young man who made the McDonald's All-American team. You know, I still think Arkansas may be on the outside looking in there, but, you're, but until he commits and, and, and says he's going to a school, then you continue to recruit. And, you, again, we just went through all the reasons Arkansas has to sell its program, and I think you stay on him. And at some point he's going to have to tell somebody yes, and until he does, keep thinking it might be you. Not you, Randy. Seems strange. <laughs> no, I know. I, I know. If he wants to call me and talk about it, I'll be happy to counsel him. All right, Rick Schaefer, along with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Let's check in with Justin. Let's not check in with Justin. I suspect that he might not have been there, but that's okay. Um, this from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Go Glove Benson says, Kevin, trying to project this team, what's the ceiling seed-wise in the tournament if we max out our potential? So, well, we're talking about this Razorback team that's won four games in yes, a row. Yes, the current. Yes. For, for so long when this team was struggling, even when they were winning, we talked about the struggles and then they started losing. And we kept talking about lineup tweaks and some other things, and there's been a little bit of that. But I think the biggest thing when I look back at these last four games is the defense. Musman wanted to talk about in his press conference yesterday. Nobody brought it up, but I'd actually talked about it in my Pig Trail Nation segment the day before. And when I went back and looked at the numbers, they've gotten so much better defending the three line. 
Um, you know, the turnovers, Arkansas is having their own problems on offense, but they're turning teams over. They're holding them, uh, you know, to below 40% shooting in these last four games. And uh, that, to me, that's where they've gotten their consistency, at least in the last four games. And so when you ask me what's the ceiling, I think we, we saw last year they went from nowhere. I mean, they were that was a team with no preseason expectations. And when they started slumping out of the gates in SEC play, they were getting blown out by a few good teams, but uh, they built themselves into a, a three seed. So I'd say everything's on the table because you've still got Kentucky. You've still got Auburn. You've still got Alabama. You get LSU again. Uh, you get another shot at Mississippi State, who's right now, I think, tied for third in the league. So you've got opportunities to not only stack quad one wins, but depending upon how good you, how well you play going forward, I think Arkansas can move itself off this bubble that it's on probably the wrong side of it today and not only get back in the mix uh, to get on the right side of the bowl, but at some point, I don't see why a three or four seed's not out there. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm saying that's probably the ceiling is getting back to what it did last year, um, and, and maybe something more realistic is something in between that and a, you know, a, a play-in 11 seed. But I, I still think Arkansas's got uh, – it's playing its best basketball right now for sure. And with all those quad one opportunities coming up in the heart of that, that tough part of the schedule in the second half of league play – as long as the team continues to get better, there's no reason to think it can't make a, a serious push to not only be ranked again, but have another one of those three, four seed conversations in March. Kevin, that can happen, and we we you, we still get questions about point guard, and obviously they they can't change the fact that they don't have a true point guard. But <clears throat> does it aggravate you when in the last five, or maybe even the whole second half, when likes or no tear in the game, they dribble for ten or twelve seconds? before they even make a move toward the basket, which sometimes leads you to not getting the shot that you want. When Arkansas, when they do pass the ball, they're a much better offensive team. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And, look, I, I'm, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. They've won four games in a row. We, we don't yeah. know where this is going. Yeah. I don't think Arkansas is the best version of itself. I think there's – you know, I mentioned K.K. Robinson. I think there are better options at times for – promoting good ball movement and, and better play in some spots on the defensive end. Uh, I'm not as concerned about Note because you have to live with some of the turnovers and decision-making because of the volume of good things he does. Uh, the other guy I'm not going to mention by name in terms of saying anything negative about, but I think it's pretty obvious to this point that, that Arkansas, um, I, well, it's Musselman's team, and, he, and he's got them winning. And so That's I'm right. not going to do too much second-guessing, but I do think – uh, when it bogs down on the offensive end, it, it doesn't matter how good you are defensively. If you find ways to keep teams in it, you might find yourself in overtime. Arkansas made plays when it needed to to win that game. Again, right now, four games in a row, we saw what they did last year. Uh, Musman's got the credibility to m- make any fan think, let's let's pump the brakes on second guessing and, and see what he what he works out. Uh, so I, I've got to lean, you know, obviously I'm, I've, I'm I'm kind of firmly in. Let's see what Musman does. But at the same time, I'm like everybody else. I second guess, and I do think, um, you know, certain players in games at certain times, you see slippage. And I think there might be better options. But I don't coach that team. That's not my call. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying yeah. But obviously, Musman knows what he's doing. I'm just saying that is frustrating to watch because at some point that can cost you. It at this point it hasn't, and and you hope that it doesn't. Right, absolutely. And Arkansas, the one thing of the resiliency, 
when you're playing good defense, you can overcome problems because if you can get stops, you can sometimes put a Band-Aid on the problems you're having at the other end. But then it can come back and bite you, too. And it almost happened in that game. But, you know, one of the things, you know, I keep going back to Kansas City and those 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 grinding games against Cincinnati and Kansas State where Arkansas found a way. And they, they kind of lost themselves on some of that. And I think they're regaining that, that blue-collar, lunch pail, you know, whatever's not working, we'll we'll fix it anyway because we're just going to, you know, we're going to out-tough you. And, you know, Arkansas is one of the top teams in the country at getting to the free throw line. Second in, in, in makes per game, third in how many they take per game. Uh, percentages around, that's not bad in the rank in the country. But sometimes when, other thing, when you're not a good three-point shooting team, when you turn the ball over, when you have those stretches where there's too much dribbling, you can just find a way to be physical, get on the offensive glass, get into the paint. Uh, get to that free throw line. And Arkansas's 15th of the country, guys, by the way, 22 two-point field goals made per game. So the team doesn't get caught up in taking 23s a game every night out when they're not shooting it well. They go inside and, and find ways to get offense that way. Kevin, this real quick question in regards to the McDonald's All-American game. I've seen this two different ways, and I'm talking about the boys' Uh, roster in particular, I don't know if these have, have already been designated, whether it be east and west. I think that's the way it used to be. What I'm looking at uh, in particular, it shows what appears to be Jordan Walsh, Khalil Ware, and Nick Smith, what would appear to be on the same team. Do you know if that really is, is a possibility? I would think it would be because of regionally where they are. Uh... But, but we'll see. Yeah, they used to break it up east and west. You know, Mayberry and Day played on the same team. They played on the West squad uh, when I go all the way back to 88. But that's the last time Arkansas had two incoming recruits on the in the same McDonald's game. So, um, you know, when you look at it regionally, it made sense. So I think, you know, that's I think we'll likely see them on the same team. If we don't, it's going to be interesting either way because you got a lot to talk about there with so many Arkansas connections in that game this year. Yeah, and uh... – if that uh, is the case, then they would be those three players would be competing against Anthony Black, who is on the uh, other side, so to speak. So, anyway, it didn't mean anything, just uh, out of curiosity, but it would actually mean that uh, uh, the potentiality of those three playing together. Brock said real quick before we run out of time: Has Ware actually signed with Oregon, or is he just committed? He has signed. He signed in the early period. So that is dead in the water. And I've seen him in several pictures in his Oregon, projected Oregon uniform. I'm not sure about the number he will wear. But um, anyway, it's getting it's getting pretty close. And uh, by the way, um, I know you said you did an interview with Nick Smith Tomorrow at 4.15, we will have on Johnny Rice, head coach of the Charging Wildcats, Nick Smith, and Khalil Ware, all tomorrow. Wow, great lineup. Here on Drive Time Sports tomorrow. Abbreviated version, by the way, of Drive Time Sports. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you almost said Friday. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Thank you. (laughs) 